I'm your host, Whitney Eckes, a serial entrepreneur and social media guru that has an infatuation with all things business related. On the show, we bring together brands, creators, and thought leaders to discuss the power of influence. Each episode is jam-packed with learnings, firsthand stories, and conversations from guests that truly have their finger on the pulse. Stay tuned as we dive into the stories and explore the impact they're making by getting under the influence. is a soul fire production. Angela, welcome to the show. I am so excited to have you on and to chat all things skincare and beauty and entrepreneurship. It's such a pleasure to be here with you, Whitney. Thank you. Okay. So I want to hear this story because I think the thing that resonates most with me is how you were this incredible pianist. You had this experience that caused you to break out in hives And immediately you're like, what the hell is in this that I just put all over my body? And it led you to just kind of creating all these different products in your kitchen and sampling them, which kind of led you to this accidental entrepreneurship. So I want to kind of start there because I think, especially for someone that I just launched, get super, you know, I think, oh my gosh, almost like a year ago now, but it's been really interesting. That's a big deal. Thank you. I know all of that goes, I know everything that you must be going through, have gone Mm -hmm. through and will go through. Absolutely. Well, and just the formulation process itself, right? Like it's a big undertaking. So I want to hear a little bit deeper into that story. What led you to that point of being like, I'm going to go buy some raw ingredients and start really looking into skincare and looking into natural beauty. And I love that you also say that I'm going to take it directly from your website because I think it was said so perfectly, natural skincare inspired by Korean self-care rituals. So tell us how this all came to be. Well, I think it was, if I were to boil it down, I would say it came down to passion and curiosity because I didn't know I was going to be, I was a concert pianist. I grew up in Iowa. I had no idea that I was going to build a seven figure brand. Mm -hmm. And so it was just me in my kitchen wanting to make the perfect cream for me and my mom. Mm -hmm. And at the time there were no organic skincare brands on the market. I mean, can you believe it? It's now it's inundated, but at the time it was like, 12, 15. No. Oh my gosh. My daughter just turned 13. I keep forgetting. I always, <laughs> I'm always like 10 years ago, 10 years ago, but now mm-hmm. she's 13. You know, it was even before she was conceived wow. that I was in my kitchen just having fun. And so back then there weren't natural was not sexy. Yeah. Well, I kind of wanted to make it sexy and I wanted to make it so that I wanted to use this anti-aging cream Mm. that would help my mom. And then eventually I started to give them as gifts to friends and I wanted them to experience it and they fell in love with it. And then, as you said, I became this accidental entrepreneur because they started to ask me, so what would you charge me for this? And Mm. so I just came up with a number. And so that's really (laughs) how it all started. And so I was just very passionate. I would go into my kitchen and I would start mixing olive oil with shea butter, too greasy. The next day I would write it down and say, too greasy, too oily. Mm -hmm. And then I would say, well, how about coconut with this? And I'll put a little bit of lavender essential. Oh, I don't have lavender essential oil. I have to go order that. And then I started racking things on my credit card. And before I knew it, Whitney, I had $60,000. I was $60,000 in debt. 
Oh, you know? <laughs> so it was a lot of stress, but I thought to myself by then I'd started selling creams. I said to myself, well, I just purchased my first apartment in New York city. And I thought to myself, well, mm. if, if I can't make this happen, I'm just going to sell my apartment and pay off that credit card. Yeah. Wow. You know, so, so it was really rock and roll in the beginning. Wait, I love that. So when was the transition from selling to friends or gifting this product to friends to, I mean, now you have how many retail locations in New York and you have this incredible business and you took it from solopreneur to now having a team and being fully retail associated. Yeah. I mean, yes. So we have spas are branded spas in New York city. And we also partner with women owned spas. Mm. And Very women cool. entrepreneurs, and we're even partnering with a licensee in Bangkok. So they're opening up a Saver Beauty in Thailand. Oh my gosh, congratulations. Yeah. Yes. But you know, I think what I'm most excited about is just our e-com business is like yeah. people from all over the world, people from all over the United States purchasing. And I'm yeah. just like, and every single time I'm just like, how did you ever hear about us? Because I'm still that girl in my kitchen making the creams. <laughs> like, people want this in the West Village locations. Have you ever been to the West Village in New York City? I have. And you know, what's so funny is again, I think this happened before I was in New York, but I just spent two days there before I went off to, I just got back from Paris. And so I was like, gosh, I wish I would have just cruised and found it. Cause I was walking all over the West village when I was out there. Oh my gosh. Oh, we would have loved to have had you in for a facial. I'm going to Paris tomorrow. So oh we'll my gosh, change, change notes there, but I'm always shocked. Like in the West village, the guests will come in and mm -hmm. they just won't look at anyone. They'll just go to the shelf and they'll just get all their favorites. And I'm wow. always, that girl inside of me is always like, I made that in my kitchen. <laughs> I made that in my kitchen. And I'm just like, you want it? This is amazing. So it's always a pinch me moment. That's incredible. Um, but I feel like I've gotten off topic. What was the original question, Whitney? <laughs> I mean, what was the transition point from kind of, again, the solopreneur to all of a sudden now you're actually selling? It sounds like there must have had some marketing point and during this kind of transition, right? And I feel like a lot of our listeners listening are like, okay, so I do the same thing, whether I make candles or I make something in my house right now, I want to take it from that side business to making it my full-time gig. And I'm curious to hear what that looked like for you. Okay, great. So uh, let me tell you that when you first go into business, the first thing you need to know is you go into sales. Mm -hmm. And in order to get to sales, mm -hmm. you do have to do a little bit of marketing. But back then, I remember I had a friend in business school and I kept saying, well, what is that word marketing? Mm -hmm. Like, I didn't even know what that was. And she kept explaining it to me. And she was like, you know, marketing is like having soldiers out in the field and getting all the people who want to spend money and bringing them back into. And I was like, what does that even mean? How do you market to them? I didn't know what a target market was. So I was just yeah. super naive about business. So the first thing I did that I think I recommend for anyone who is selling and they're bootstrapping their business as I did is I sold in holiday shops. Oh, I sold yeah. at markets. And I just think that that's an excellent way to understand how to sell which mm -hmm. is really the basis of marketing, right? So I would watch people coming into the booth and I noticed that they would always look to the right and not to the left. Mm. So I was like, okay, that's a good observation. And then I would study like, why did this person purchase? Why didn't this person purchase? Wait, like when they were looking to the left and the right, is it because there were certain products on the left? So they, it was like 
piquing their interest or what was on it? Because it was such a long time ago. Let me just go back to the beginning. I just remember I had this holiday kiosk at the Bryant Park holiday shops and they would come into my little tiny booth. It was in the winters. It was freezing. And I just noticed they would walk in and customers just tended to look to the right all the time. Interesting. So today, to this day with with our spas, I always put our skincare to the right. You'll notice it's always to the right because I want them looking to the right. Yeah. Wow. That's like totally consumer behavior. I'm like, now I'm like going to start noticing if I start going into a store and I walk to the right. (laughs) Yeah. Just take a look. You'll you'll tend to go to the right. And then the other thing I noticed was because I was breastfeeding my daughter because she had just born and she was just born. So I was doing the holiday kiosk with her at one month old. Wow. It was was just a tiny little thing. And I remember like I had a few $0 days and I would just go back into my booth and I would be pumping because I was breastfeeding and I would just like want to cry, you know, Mm -hmm. but then I'd always say to myself, well, why didn't I make that sale? Why didn't I make a sale today? And then I started noticing across the way, there was a girl who was always selling handbags and she'd always sell it. And so I started studying her and I was like, how does she make sales? And how come I'm not making any sales? So then I noticed she would take the handbag and she would always put the handbag onto the lady's arm and she would do like a circle in front of the mirror. And so I thought to myself, well, okay. That's when I started to realize trying is buying, talking is walking. You know, that, that retail rule is like, what I need to do is I need to let the customers try the products. So I can't just talk at them. Now they need to try. So that's when I started coming up with what I call the lover system. Uh It's a path that we teach our estheticians and salespeople and front desk people to this day. That's when I was crafting the lover system. Wow. So I noticed she would kind of say, well, if you put on the bag, you can go to the office and then you can go home and you can go out on a date with this handbag. So I was like, she's telling a story. So maybe women, they buy stories. So then I started doing that as well. I was like, well, you could put on this cream before you go to bed and then here, try it. So I started to develop my marketing and sales practice then, you know, that is so Um, smart. I love this. Yeah. So actually I owe her a lot. I should write her an email. after. (laughs) I was just always feeling so like, Oh no, she's selling so much. How come I'm not? And then I noticed her booth was super colorful. So people, they would never look at my booth. They would look at her booth. And I was like, why is she not looking at my booth? Because our skincare is very clinical looking, which yeah. is cool. I like it. Because, yeah. you know, we, it's gorgeous. The, the branding's really nice. That works. But she had a lot of color. So I was like, so if you look at our Saver Beauty spas, you'll notice we have this gorgeous fuchsia door, gorgeous fuchsia wallpaper, because I was like, color attracts people, you know? Wow. So I learned a lot when my daughter was one month old and I was freezing out and it was my very very first foray out into selling. And so that's when I developed our hand facial. That's when I developed how to let the customers try the products, mm-hmm. how to tell the story. And that's how we teach our, cause you know, you don't want to sell to somebody who you don't want to just talk at them. You want to share with them. How can they live a better life as a result of this product? How can yeah. they radiate more? So Gosh, I feel like I just like talked your ear off. What was the question was, (laughs) how did I make that transition? And that's how I did it. Which is old at these holiday shops. And I learned from my failures that, okay, I'm failing here. So what do I need to do better? You know, and that's really how I developed our sales technique, our marketing, our branding, how I started to understand because I didn't have a business background. I didn't have money. I didn't have any experience. I never even really had a real job. 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I was a concert pianist. So I had to learn, I had to go to the school of hard knocks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So let's talk about what this stuff is made of, right? Because I okay. feel like you're spot on, right? We're seeing this trend in skincare where no one bought the natural stuff. It almost kind of was like assumed, like if it was natural, it didn't work, it right? Especially with the aging and the acne side of skincare. So I want to know what's in it because I love that you talk about questionable ingredients, but I also want to hear about the Korean self-care rituals. What does that mean? Give me insight into that background. Okay. So should we start with ingredients or rituals? Either go ahead. I know I, I I get the the way of asking multiple questions once, so go ahead. (laughs) So ingredients wise, I tried to really pull from a lot of the Korean ancient ingredients. So for example, they used apricot safflower, even as early as 918 AD, AD 918, right? Mm -hmm. So they were using it to create glossy sheen on their face because they believed that if they have a shining soul, it's reflected on their skin. So as early as AD times, they believed that your wealth, your abundance, your good fortune comes from your inside, but it needs Mm -hmm. to be reflected on your outside as well. So that's why I believe, you know, I know the Korean beauty industry is a billion dollar industry, but there's actually deep roots as to why. Wow. Yeah. So so we use safflower oil in our products today as an homage, as a nod to the Korean ancient rituals. And, uh, and so I've really tried to pull, they used a lot of natural ingredients for Mm. this natural radiance and glow. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I've never even heard of that. What was that ingredient called again? Can you say that one more time? It's rich in vitamin E. It's very healing. It's an emollient oil. So it's a beautiful oil. It's a very simple oil, but it's one that provides a lot of nutrition for the skin, nourishment for the skin. Oh my goodness. So those are the kinds of things that I try to do. I try to pull in meaningful ingredients. And then I grew up watching my mom, you know, massage her face, cleanse her face, tone her face. Her face was always glistening, shining, luminous, radiant. And Mm -hmm. it almost had this wet look. So I'd watch her massage her face and she would use these very expensive creams from Seoul, Korea that her sisters were sending her. And they were made from very exotic, weird ingredients like pigeon poop or (laughs) Really? Like, yeah. One time she was like, and yeah, this, this cream has gold flex law gold. And I tried to put my finger into the gold cream. She said, no, 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 no. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Not with dirty hands. It wasn't that she didn't want me to touch the yeah. gold. She, didn't know she, just want, she said, go clean your hands. And then she let me put it over my skin and it just dissipated into the pores. So for me, I wanted that kind of beautiful experience, mm-hmm. but I wanted it to be natural and I wanted it to work in a New York minute because I live in New York city. I love it. I love it. All of the ingredients, you know, truffle extract, for example, one of our top sellers is the truffle face cream. Wow. And truffle is rich in vitamin B. It's a very exotic ingredient that is not readily found, Mm -hmm. but it's so rich in vitamin B that it restores the skin's luminosity. So put it on. We have our guests at the spa, they'll say that they don't need to use foundation after using it. And people will comment on the glow. It's just got this beautiful feeling on it that when you wake up in the morning, your skin, you can't stop touching it because it feels velvet soft. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I want that. I mean, that would be so nice not to have to wear a foundation in the office. That sounds great. 
I know. So it's, I love that ingredient. And then every single ingredient was chosen for an anti-aging purpose. And I guess anti-aging is sort of, I don't really love that word. I would rather say it's for a radiant purpose because (laughs) as we gain wisdom years, I think it's important to embrace that and feel comfortable with it and to age gracefully. Right. So give you an example, the red raspberry seed oil that we use, the farmers will take the seeds and crush it Mm. and the oil comes out. Oh, wow. One gallon can cost anywhere, depending on the season, $400 to $700. A gallon of milk costs, what, $5? Wow. Just to give you a perspective. But this oil is so nourishing. It helps with free radicals. It helps, we call it a lime diminishing oil. It's so rich in vitamins that it really penetrates very deeply into the skin. And that's your raspberry seed oil? Yeah, it's the raspberry seed oil. So we have a serum dedicated to the red raspberry seed and it's called the line diminishing oil. We call it nourish because it's so nourishing. It has also German chamomile, which is very soothing for the skin. So every single ingredient that I decided to put in there, and I worked with a holistic chemist on this, it was chosen for specific reason for a specific skin solution. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. The pumpkin seed beauty oil, the serum is gorgeous too. It's rich in zinc. So it helps with hyperpigmentation. Rosehip oil has been clinically proven, scientifically proven to help even out the skin tone. Mm -hmm. So all of these gorgeous oils, nature has science behind it. And so what really upset me, Whitney, about the cosmetic industry is finding how many chemical fillers cheap sure, chemical sure. fillers. So if you look at a lot of ingredients out of 55 ingredients, majority of it will be a preservative or a chemical filler. Why? Wow. Why do you need any of that stuff? Yeah. Let's lower the amount of ingredients, but make each ingredient count. I know it's more expensive mm-hmm. and I know it won't last on the shelf as long because a lot of these creams that are loaded with preservatives and chemical fillers that are carcinogenic, they can last for 10, 15 years on the shelf. Oh my goodness. So it's a good business move to do that. You know what I mean? And and that cream might cost the company $1.50 to make, and then they can mark it up at these incredible rates. So it is a lot more expensive to make things smart, small batch. Mm -hmm. But do you want to have a red raspberry smoothie that's made fresh for you and and drink that? Or do you want to get red raspberries that have been sitting in a can for five years? You know, which one is, will give you more nutrients. (laughs) You got to think about your skincare the same way. Absolutely. So I want to also hear about the name. So you chose Savor Beauty. Was there any meaning or intention behind that? Okay. Yes. And I want to share this with you because I know a lot of your listeners are budding entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. So the name of the company used to be Ohm Aroma because I was very much into yoga and I was very much into aromatherapy. Mm. And we were in the West Village and one day I was eating lunch outside and I was served papers from a lawyer. Oh, and so there was a company, yeah, there was a company, a spa who was suing me for using the name Omaroma because he felt his company was named too similarly. Hmm. So I was very upset because when you're asked to change your business name, it's kind of like asking to change the name of your daughter or son. It's absolutely, I loved the name. So I fought it for a while. Mm -hmm. And then he asked, I think I asked, or he asked, someone asked, let's meet. I think I asked him, let's meet, let's meet at the Mandarin Orientals hotel. And it was a beautiful panoramic view of Central Park. And I remember we're sitting by the window and we had our lawyers with, my sister was my lawyer and he had his lawyer with him. And I said to him at the time, because we were just only selling product, Mm -hmm. 
And I said, but we're not a spa. Where's product line and facials sometimes. Mm -hmm. And he said, Angela, just own it. You have a spa and you give facials. So own it, change your name. And I went home that night and I thought that was in hindsight, he was doing me a huge favor. In hindsight, I was like, okay, I'll name it something else. And I was just thinking about it over and over again, Savor Beauty, Savor Beauty and Spa. And I, at the time had a little organization called Savor the Success, where I was, I was mentoring women entrepreneurs. And I think one woman just said, you know, why don't you call it Savor Beauty? And because you can savor the beauty of what is. And so I changed the name and that's when our facial spa started taking off. We started to get really excellent reviews on Yelp. We started to get accolades from press in the city. We started to get chosen as top facial spa by a lot of Refinery29, New York Magazine. So that's the name just came because I think sometimes it's a great business lesson and it's great life lesson that sometimes you think that mm-hmm. something bad is happening to you, mm-hmm. but in actuality, if you really listen to your business, it's trying to tell you something. And sometimes it's what you need to crack open success. Get Super is an instant wellness beverage brand created by moi. So good. You won't believe it's instant. It's for those seeking convenient energy sans the jitters. That's right. We put good old-fashioned broad-spectrum hemp CBD into our organic Arabica instant coffee. It's probably Arabica, but I call it Arabica because it sounds more fun. Get super, and our hemp extract contains all the naturally occurring cannabinoids and turpentines. We include about 20 milligrams of hemp per each stick pack to give you all the fun, calm energy, plus that true entourage effect. All the benefits without getting quote unquote high, as all of our products are non psychoactive. Get Super has been featured in Forbes US Today and was named top startup to watch in 2021 by Yahoo Finance. Also, you guys, Get Super has helped me with my anxiety. It helps me sleep better at night. I've mentioned to you guys my whole mental health journey. And honestly, this company was a just passion and project of love because of what I've gone through and what I've walked through with my own depression and anxiety. I hope that it will help you the same exact way it has helped me. So go ahead and get your 15% off by using the code under the influence 15 at checkout. That's right. Under the influence 15 at checkout. I want to stay here on this topic for a second okay? because I feel like you're touching on something that's huge in entrepreneurship and I want to touch on that pivot and that moment of, I feel like I'm very spiritual. So I'm very much. So I feel like I'm always trying to be in the line of thinking of it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. And what's, Mm -hmm. what's processing. I love that reframe. Yeah, it exactly. It's reframing it. Right. And so I feel like that's what you did with that, but I want to touch on, I feel like that's also the spirit of being an entrepreneur, right? Is mm-hmm. taking these things that happen and being able to see the beauty and the light and the pivot. And I mm-hmm. love that you pivoted. So what other aspects of Savor, or maybe in your entrepreneurial journey, whether it's your mentorship or working on Savor, what else have you had to kind of change and shift or reframe in your journey? Oh my gosh, so much. Okay, I love that you're digging deeper into this. Uh, (laughs) I call it the spiritual seven figures. 
Oh, okay. Wait, I love this. Okay. Spiritual seven figures, because I think you can get to, and seven figures is a figure of speech. It can just Mm be spiritual success, right? Yeah. So I think that the only way you get there is what you just said, that everything happens for a reason. And I love what you just said about how it's not, this is happening to me. It's happening for me. Yeah, absolutely. There's two types of people as far as I'm concerned. The type of person who takes a mistake or a failure and flips it into a success and the type that takes a failure or mistake and falls back. Yeah, totally. And so I think that when there is something that's happening to take a step back and then to listen to what's actually happening Mm -hmm. and learning the lessons from it is so hard. It's really hard. And yeah. it's better, easier said than done. But if you're able to do that, then you can grow the business exponentially, you know? Absolutely. Okay. Um, so this, and the seven figure, I'm so sorry. What did you call it? Seven figures. Yeah. So is that a representation of the money aspect or why do you call it seven figures? Well, the seven figures is, as I said, it's a figure of speech for success. You know, I call it the spiritual seven figures because that's where I am at as an entrepreneur. And so spiritual seven figures, let me think about it for a second. So it's not about selling more. It's about helping more. So instead of um, saying, well, how do I sell more? It's Mm -hmm. more about, well, how can I help more people to feel radiant? Yeah. I love that. That's why I came out with this book, Radical Radiance, because even though, you know, coming out with a book, it was like having a baby because it was a lot mm. of work. I wanted my philosophy of life to get out there to help more people. Yeah. And as a result, when people buy the book, they want to buy the product. Do you see what totally. I'm saying? Totally. So, of course. So I, I think it's important to that spiritual seven figures is it's not about, well, how can I sell more, sell more, sell more? How can we help more people? That's Absolutely. a very important shift, right? Absolutely. I think it comes down when I'm working with my employees, the people in my HQ, they've been part of the company for multiple years Mm -hmm. and we're in a very high turnover industry. Mm -hmm. You know, the spa hospitality industry is huge. And so even right now we're experiencing some change in the spas and I look at it as I know, I know better. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? In the past, I would have been like, oh my gosh, there's so much change. There's so much movement in the spas and I would have stayed up late at night, but now I know it's just for better things to come. Like I know that it means that something is about to explode open in a good way and some change is necessary in order to get there. But you have to look at the whys, right? You have to look at what, why, and how can you catapult it into something, catapult it into something bigger. Totally. And it's always easier said than done, right? Because when you're in it, you're in it and it feels heavy and it feels like, why is this happening? I also want to kind of transition because you also do something. I love that you said that it's also about helping people and you do this incredible thing called dollars and cents program. Can you talk a little about that? Okay. So probably my longest standing employee, her name is Kat and well, let me back up. So she's been part of the company for, oh my gosh, 10 years, I think. Backing up a little bit, my dad passed away when I was 13 years old Mm -hmm. and my mom was a piano teacher. So she had to support us on like $15,000 a year. It was very little and she was getting assistance and I was always very stressed out about money. I just felt so bad for my mom because she had to raise me and my two younger sisters. And I was worried, like when I leave for college, what's going to happen to her? You know, we lived Mm -hmm. in the middle of Iowa. There are very few Asians there. So I just felt really stressed out for her mainly. I tried to help her get jobs. I'd be like, mom, just get a job. Like, why can't you get a job? You know, just Mm -hmm. get something to help yourself and help us. And then she would say, well, no employer is going to let me leave at three o'clock to pick you girls up. 
So that was my motivation with the dollars and cents program. I wanted something flexible so that people who were going through life change, Mm -hmm. they could have flexibility. So the women who make my products now, we Mm -hmm. have a facility in the Hudson Valley, which is about 90 minutes north of New York City. Katrina, as I mentioned, she started a decade ago and she had a baby. And this baby, she needed to breastfeed. So I said, bring her to work. You'll make the first batch of cream. When it's cooling down, you can breastfeed. And then you'll make another batch of cream. And then to this day, the employees are allowed to bring their kids to work as long as they can take care of themselves, you know? And so I try to be as flexible with them as possible. I love that. They have to clock out to go pick up their kids. They can come back and do it later. It's not as, can't be as flexible with the spas because it's a customer facing industry, but with the creams, I try to make it as flexible for them as possible. That's incredible. They've been part of the company for years and years and years. Oh, that's so awesome. And I feel like that's such a beautiful way to position your, just your team and how you do production. I mean, especially being a woman and, you know, having children, like, I feel like you were able to touch on something that is such still a big deal in today's world. Like it's still a huge deal for women to have children or for women to go on maternity leave. And it seems like that should be something that we should have surpassed a long time ago in terms of how we set this up for women's careers. But I love that you're helping them to transition while also still making sure they have a job, they feel supported and they're able to support their family. Yes. It's not just for moms that we do this for. Like we've brought in women who are transitioning into the workforce or they want to change their career path. And then Mm -hmm. we train them. And yeah, I just, I'm really proud of that team for what they've accomplished. I love it. So as you've built Saber, let's move into the marketing and influence kind of situation. So as you've built Saber, how have you also simultaneously built this community and kind of nurtured this community? Because you do, like you said, you have people that are coming to you that are like, I've never heard of, we have this insane e-commerce business. You guys also have multiple retail locations. How have you built that? How have you built the name of Saver and built it so that it reaches all these different audiences? Well, okay, let me start with the product first, because I think the mm-hmm. product is really important. So tying a thread back to Kat mm-hmm. and Deandra and all of the women who work at the facility upstate, they pour a lot of love into each jar mm-hmm. and it's made so well. Yeah. So then I think in many sense, we often think marketing is about Facebook ads, but in reality, it starts with the heartbeat of your company that people can then feel. And that's where marketing starts because it's the quality of your product that then people feel very touched by, they love the product and then they want to share it with their friends. And Mm -hmm. so many times we'll ask people, how did you hear about us? And yes, we hear a lot about Google. We hear a lot about Facebook ads, but a lot of people say from a friend who comes here, or I met Angela at the holiday booth, or Mm -hmm. I read Angela's book, Radical Radiance. So people talk on behalf of the brand. And I think that's really important because I think especially women are conscious buyers. And I think they want to buy from conscious companies as well. Well, and especially skincare, right? Like, I feel like we've also gotten to this point in skincare where we're more able to buy a skincare product if we know our girlfriend has tried it and they trust it. 
or we know someone that we look up to has tried it and like they trust it. Right. Which I think we've seen a lot from like the influencer side of the world. But I also love that it's like you said, it's kind of the heartbeat. It's kind of the quality. It's that story of the product that people are probably drawn to, but then also it probably keeps them there. Right. It keeps them a loyal consumer. Right. Exactly. And I think when you, cause you asked the question, well, how did you build it? Right. Mm-hmm. And so I gave you kind of a spiritual answer. That's the spiritual seven figures answer, but the nuts and bolts answer is I remember someone gave me advice early on in my career because I don't have investors and I didn't have investors and he didn't either. Amazing. He said, well, when you don't have investors, you can buy your bigger bike or a bigger toy when you have bigger sales. So, oh, I see. so I think I started in the West village uh-huh. and I was there every day and I, I just shared my love for each product people purchased and then they would tell their friends and then I would make more sales. And then I was like, okay, I can hire my first front desk person now because I've got a little bit more money in the bank. And then yep. it was, okay, I've got to train her. She's going to sell. Now we can build a little bit more. So for me, it's always been that way. Yep. It's always been, well, you sell more, you've got more in fluidity, cash flow in the bank now. And I would always set aside a little money and I called yeah. it the saver fund, or you, <laughs> I, I also call it the sunny day fund where then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I have $10,000 in that fund. I've got to save up for another $20,000 and maybe I can do X. Yeah. You know? And then from that X, I would then we obviously the ROI has to be there. Return on investment has to be there. And then I would then say, oh, we've got a little bit more. So I, I run that my business like that to this day. You know, it's like, oh, our marketing budget has grown. We can bring on a marketing assistant now and she's doing great. So she's actually selling product in an indirect way because then she's helping our business development person with content and she's helping with social media. So it's helping the company grow. Yeah. So the more people are finding out about us and then we're like, oh, well then we can now grow more like this. And I think that's bootstrapping. That's spiritual seven figures. That's whatever you want to call it. That's growth. Yeah. Absolutely. Everybody that comes on the team needs to pull her weight in Mm -hmm. our case, her weight, right? Because Mm -hmm. if they don't, because we're such a small business, right? We're Mm -hmm. a small business. If there's a leak, then it doesn't work. Totally. Absolutely. I also just have to give you credit. I love that you have these names, these iconic names for everything that you do. I I love it. Uh, yeah. What did I call something? Right I think now? you called it the sunny, sunny day fund. Oh yeah. The- <laughs> I love it. I always come up with these names, sunny day fund. Yes. <laughs> it's perfect. Amazing. Well, and I'm so excited to have had you on. I always kind of wrap up our interview with this last and final question. And I really want to hear this directly from you because I think that influence is such a thing that we talk about. It's now just such a cavalier word that just kind of gets tossed around when we talk about marketing or we talk about social media, but I want to hear directly from you. What does influence mean to you? Mm, Influence. Hmm. Influence means that something is inspirational and it touches someone's heart. That's beautiful. You know, I think that when you can inspire someone and you can really make it feel like feel seen and heard and understood, then you have influenced them in a positive way. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it. Angela, where can everyone find you? Drop all the links. Tell us where we can okay, shop okay, it. Okay. So if you go to radicalradiance.com, click on virtual goodie bag. There's a goodie bag there waiting for you of $350. Wow. And all you need to do is get buy the book, 
and on Amazon or wherever you buy your books and you can upload the receipt and you'll get access to this virtual goodie bag, which includes a $25 gift card to Savor Beauty. It's my gift. Oh my gosh. So all these products we've been talking about, you can try it with this $25 credit at the store and you'll get also my one minute lesson to get glowing. You'll get some manifestation workshops, abundance workshops. And yeah, so go and grab that goodie bag please connect with me at Angela Gia Kim, J-I-A is the middle name on Instagram. And then of course, go to Savor Beauty and do your shopping once you get that $25 gift card. Oh, you are just glowing from the inside out. I love that you have just intertwined everything that lights you up and that you're passionate into all your business adventures. Thank you (laughs) so, so so much for coming on the show. And you are glowing too. Thank you. So, well, I will be after I get my saver and my free little goodie bag. I'm really excited about that. (laughs) Thank you so much, Whitney. Thanks. 